You know, one of the things I'm starting to hear about again and more about is news reports and 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 things out there talking about the need to get tough on drugs and, and a war zone in our communities and just war on drugs, that type of rhetoric that really we heard about in the 1980s that really led to a lot of the criminalization and mass incarceration that we see today. We're starting to hear a lot of that again. And really since the 1980s, no subject has really hit at the heart of black America quite like the war on drugs has, because it's been, has, has had such ramifications in our communities. Now, now, let me first state that the majority of white, black, Hispanic people do not do illicit drugs. And when they do do it, if they do do it, they do so at the same rates. And that's been the case for decades now, for years, it's been pretty much the same rates. But if you look at the media coverage and the war on drugs, you would think that drug dealing and crack cocaine are really what drives drug abuse violations in America. But the data shows something different. According to the FBI's 2014 Uniform Crime Reporting Program, about 83.1% of all drug abuse arrests reported to them were for possession and not sales. And of that, about 40%, 39.7%, were for possession of marijuana. In 1980, there were about 40,000 people in jail for drug-related offenses, offenses. By 2009, there were more people in jail for drug-related offenses and violations than there were people in jail for all types of offenses some 30 years earlier. In 2010, the Fair Sentencing Act was signed and put into law. Now, a person with 28 grams of crack cocaine will receive a five-year mandatory minimum sentence. But still, a person has to have 500 grams of powder cocaine in order to get the same sentence. It's unfair and it's unequal. In 2013, the average sentence imposed for someone convicted of federal trafficking of powder cocaine was 79 months. The average sentence for someone convicted of crack cocaine trafficking was 96 months, a difference of 1.4 years. Now, this uneven and unfair approach has really contributed to a criminalization of black people. You, you guys have all heard it and obviously have experienced many of that yourself, where you can even be a U.S. senator or just someone minding your own business walking down the street and be assumed to be doing something wrong or to be looked at with suspicion. Even uh, Tim Scott, as you guys may have heard his speech um, last year, where he talked about being a U.S. senator and a U.S. congressman and, and having been stopped seven times in one year by law enforcement officers as an elected official in the United States. Now, here's a clear example of somebody who wasn't doing anything wrong, just assumed to be doing something wrong in many instances, and seven times in one year is, is, is an incredible amount for, for anybody. Now, this has ramifications for voting as well. About 6.1 million people are estimated to be disenfranchised due to felony convictions. And for African Americans in the states of Florida, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Virginia, about 20%, a little more than 20% of the African Americans in those states are disenfranchised. And about 7.4% of African Americans are estimated to be disenfranchised throughout the country. Now, th this is just too important. Federal sentencing guidelines, mandatory minimum sentencing, and just sentencing, period, is just too important. It affects people's lives. It affects our ability to vote. And we really can't have people who are essentially doing the same crimes, doing different amounts of time under our system. It's not fair, and it's not right, and we can't stand by and just watch it happen. Now, in 2014, at the end of 2014, almost 60% of all the men who were locked up or imprisoned in the United States were black or Hispanic. Now, this combined with other recent facts show a real cause for concern. A 
federal court just ruled in Texas that there was a deliberate effort to gerrymander voting districts to dilute the voting power of racial minorities in, in, in the state of Texas. In addition to that, there, this was only one of the cases that was uh, recently looked at it by courts. In addition to that, a voter ID law was deemed to be in violation of the Voting Rights Act. If you think about gerrymandering, if you think about deliberate gerrymandering, as well as voter ID laws and mass incarceration, there really is a challenge and attack on voting rights in our country that we should all be concerned about.